Are you guys ready up there? Alright. Alright, quiet on the set. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the man who's back after disappearing right in time for the John Wick 3 special. That's me. I'm Danny. <laughs> also returning uh, after being in the bathroom for one week is, <laughs> is Blake. That's me, and I'm unsatisfied. <laughs> Um, we also have a special guest returning this week. Uh, last time she was here, she talked about Angela Baker from Sleepaway Camp and Buffy the Vampire Slayer from The Grudge. She's a, <laughs> she's a feminist and a New Kids on the Block fan, proving that you can, in fact, be both. <laughs> uh, Regina, welcome back to the show. Howdy. Hi, Regina. Hi, Regina. Hi, guys. Oh, there's been a slight change since last time you were here. Last time it was ja just Danny and I. Uh, today it is just Danny and I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this random voice will pop up that we call Blake. Yes. And I will be crass and um, probably not all that funny at all. I would like to say that he's the flavor of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like hops, man. I'm bitter. <laughs> Let the games begin. <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Doing great, man, actually. Yeah. All right. Oh, I was about to say, yeah, it's been a great weekend. And someone jumps in with the, it's all right. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> um, right off the bat, uh, we have a giveaway going um, on that we'll discuss at the end of the show. But I do want to thank everyone who's already entered for entering that giveaway. Um, I also want to give a special, a couple of special shout outs. Um, one is to Vince Leo from the Quipster Film Review Podcast. Uh, his podcasts are short little takes. They're eight to ten minutes, and he just gives reviews on movies. He's done The Witch, Shazam, Endgame. Um, oh, there was one that was really funny that I thought uh, Cars is on there. But uh, they're really quick. They're really quick and easy to digest, and they're really informative. Actually, it's really interesting. So definitely give them a shout out. It's Quipster. Film Review Podcast. It's a Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R. And then also I wanted to give a shout out to Eric Labarge. He's on Twitter at PathWanderer47 just because he had some kind words to say to us. Well, Thanks, I think buddy. to me. I think it was more to me than you guys, but still. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> but you showed it to us, so that included us. That's oh, true. you're right. Yeah, very I true. kept it to yeah. myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got Bam, the uh, flavor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, last week, we just, like, right after we finished recording the show, I jumped onto the internet, and the very first thing I saw was uh, Robert Pattinson in Talks to Be Batman. So we just barely missed it. Oh, right. I know, and that is the coolest fucking thing ever, right? I'm yeah. actually 100% on board, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in, too. Say, I was he's got, super... like, really good Bruce Wayne, like, I don't know, he looks like a good Bruce Wayne. It's the yeah. jawline, right? He's got yes. the jawline. Yeah, I, I think we're I think we're all on the same page. Like I think he's perfect to play Bruce Wayne. I'm really he's a good actor right off the bat, but I think he just has the look to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, uh, there was this really cool tweet that I saw that had Michael Keaton, uh, you know, much much older Michael Keaton and Robert Pattinson, and sure he's going to be Batman, but what if they did a Batman Beyond type of thing using 1980s or 89s Batman? With you know twenty twenty two whenever this Batman's gonna come out, like together like make a Batman Beyond film, and I got really too like too excited for this now like, but that would be incredible. It really would because yeah, Batman yeah. Beyond is actually just really great. It's yeah, it's good. Batman Beyond is awesome. I'm glad that you mentioned that actually because uh, earlier this week I did see people talking about Batman Beyond kind of out of nowhere, I thought. And I was wondering where that originated from, but it's probably from that tweet that you're talking about. 
Yeah. What maybe one thing I noticed, <laughs> I mean maybe, I don't know. Um, but one thing I did, like the very first thing that I saw was everyone like, oh, sparkly Batman, oh, Twilight, <laughs> this, Twilight, that. And I'm like, geez, that was how long ago was this the, were the Twilight movies? Like, For 10 real? Years ago? Yeah, it's like get over it already. The dude's only been in like I don't know how many movies since then and kind of shown he's a serious actor. Anna Ki- Anna Kendrick got out, man. Let him get out. <laughs> <laughs> No, you see, I mean, seriously. I mean, um, yeah. So there was the one movie with the shock ending where he's in the uh, the nine eleven movie. I forgot what it was called, like Don't Forget or something. A nine like eleven movie had a shock ending. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> a twist. So it, it's a twist. It 9/11. never happened. It, it sounds crazy, but what happens is he's uh, reminiscing about. I think he's gonna go meet his dad for lunch or something, and he's like looking back on the past about all the times that they, why they don't talk to each other anymore and why they haven't talked in years. And he's about to go meet him for lunch. And then the camera pans back and he's like in tower two or something. And then oh, the calendar fuck. says nine 11. No, oh. it's, 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 it's actually curb your enthusiasm. Music starts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, this is the second out of three weeks that one of us has made a nine 11 joke. You guys are jerks. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> so um along with the uh, 9-11 movies sparkly batmans and robert pattinson there were some pretty big announcements this week uh last week we gushed about john wick 3 they are surprise surprise going to be making a john wick 4 um blake and i had the special about it but danny we didn't get your feedback what did you think of john wick 3 that was balls to the wall it was amazing. Oh, fuck, man. I, you know, when the credits rolled up and everything, or before the credits, like when he said, Yeah, I was fucking on board for the fourth film. It's kind of sad that's going to be coming out in like 2021, I think, something like that. But, you know, I'm fucking ready for this movie. I, the, everything that you guys said, I agreed 110% with. Uh, Halle Berry stealing the show, essentially, because uh, I did forget that. John Wick was involved in this whole, in that whole shootout. Uh, the dog stunts are amazing. Uh, man, like Braun uh, from Game of Thrones is in it too. Um, as a you know, as a throwaway character, fucking great. This movie is again balls to the wall. I, it's a good recommendation if you want you know um, to get away from you know the stupid things that are happening in this country. It's a great movie. I totally agree. Um, I was going to ask, because you mentioned that you agree with everything that we said. So, uh, Regina, you saw John Wick 3 this past weekend also. Um, oh, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously, as the uh, as these movies go forward and the stories go forward, they're going to expand on the lore. Are you worried that it's going to get a little too convoluted? Or, or are you... I, I don't know why it worries me, because movies always seem to... Eventually, they mess it up, and it gets... I don't know, it gets too much. Are you worried about it in this case, or... Do you think it'll be fine? It's a I guy that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Ladies first. <laughs> I just think that as long as they keep up with the action and kind of keep the story to a minimum, it'll be all right. Because that's when things start to get too, you know, long-winded and no one cares anymore, and it takes away the fun. Why we came for was the action, you know. So as long as it keeps the balance more towards the action, I think we're going to be all right. I completely agree with Virginia on that. Yeah, just keep the action. Like, I mean, the lore is like in two minutes of dialogue either way, and it's a set pieces. I mean, while all the action is within the set pieces, we'll be fine. I mean, it can't. It, I mean, it, the whole fucking plot of the movie is a guy gets revenge because it killed his dog. That is, you know, essentially the plot for the whole series now. Um. So yeah, I mean, it can't get even more. It can't get even more convoluted as this movie can get so i disagree i think it could get ridiculous <laughs> but, oh yeah yeah but i'm okay with that too yeah 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 let it get ridiculous let it get funky you know it's fine i'm kind of i kind of agree with blake like i actually it's funny because you guys said that the action brings the action is awesome but it's kind of the lore that i i really enjoy about i think the lore is really cool and i think that's why i'm a little bit worried because i like it so much right now I don't know. I guess I'm just a pessimist. I'm just waiting for it to kick, kick me in the nuts, as they tend to do in John Wick movies. 
I just saw an article about how awesome it is that this girl, she just went through a breakup and then she saw John Wick 3 and she was like, it was so great to see all these guys get taken into the nuts. <laughs> one, one of my favorite things that I've heard about the, this is that they're thinking of doing a Atomic Blonde John Wick crossover. And oh I'm, my gosh, that would... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Would, uh, is, is Atomic Blonde good? I haven't, I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, man, it is so it's good. super good. Remember oh, really? when we saw John Wick? Uh, re- right before the movie started, there was the trailers, and you were like, uh, "Well, how can they uh, stop us from masturbating?" Or you said something, <laughs> <laughs> and you just went fap. Remember that yeah. movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looked yeah. like that, but a million times better. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a really, really, really good movie. It, it it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I it's... forgot about Fab actually. By the way, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I, I knew I was going to remind you eventually. I just wanted to do it on air so people around the world can know. <laughs> like I never saw. Well, uh, uh, other big announcement. Uh, this just came out yesterday for horror fans and film aficionados. Uh, the last drive-in will be coming back for a second season. Woo-hoo. Was that <laughs> any surprise? Was that any surprise though? I mean, it's so Woo-hoo. successful. Well, I mean, so was that Tim Allen show that was on. ABC. It was the highest rated show on ABC. Actually, <laughs> they they canceled it. But <laughs> that it's... Tim Allen show no. went. That Tim Allen show went to Fox, by the way, because it's a Republican show. <laughs> oh really? Did it go to... Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. It's been relocated. I yeah, it's just yeah. So it didn't get canceled. It just got moved. <laughs> <laughs> to Fox. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it a surprise? And that's your question, seriously. Is it a surprise? Probably not. But, I mean, it's so it's so fun. And the it's really exciting to interact with everyone. And then the, the Joe Bob's rants are cool. And the movies are just silly. So the fact that they hadn't announced anything at all. They've been very tight-lipped about the whole thing. There was that little bit of, of, and he's older, and he calls it's. I mean, it's called the last drive-in, so you <laughs> never know which which marathon is going to be the last one, which season is going to be the last one, because he could just hang up his boots at any time. So, <laughs> I mean, is it a I surprise? To find out where he buys his clothes, by the way. Like, I I, I need to start dressing like him. I just, I'm gonna oh, you it. should. Yes, we <laughs> all should. Yeah, I need a turkey feather cowboy hat. Oh, I, it's gonna be good. Uh, a cowboy shirt that's the Texas flag. Yes, oh, and then yeah. with like the girls that are like the silhouettes on mud flaps on trucks, like on the on the lapel. <laughs> that's what I want. Did you see on? I don't know if it was this last um, week or the previous week. He actually mentioned El Paso. Did he really? What? Yeah, he threw. He was talking about how um, he's from Texas, loves Texas. Uh, it's the worst state in the world to drive across, and he oh, said. Yep. You could, yeah, said yeah that's true. From, <laughs> he said you could drive from Houston to El Paso. It's nine hours, and there isn't one thing that will even make you want to kind of take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's really not wrong, and he, but he is wrong about the the time. It's like eleven hours. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a full day. Yeah. Well, remember he drives those souped-up muscle cars. So oh, true. <laughs> but. Uh, Last drive and coming back, super exciting, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, they haven't announced any further details, but uh, we'll definitely keep you posted. I'm very excited. I uh, think it's just—I think it's awesome news. I, I think it's great. Um, a few weeks ago, you mentioned how you would watch Monster Vision, order pizza, be with your friends, and I remembered watching Monster Vision growing up, and this kind of takes me back to that. And uh, oh, it's yeah, just fun. Absolutely. It's yeah. just fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's. A, I mean, like I had a couple of Monster Vision episodes on VHS recorded somewhere. Like I remember one of them is The Omen. So I don't know when I watch this on Friday nights, it takes me back and I feel like a kid again. Where your only worry is like, should I do my homework on Friday or Sunday? You know, like it's a. And why it's won't nice. Twitter reload? Why won't Twitter reload? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it it's pretty. It's cool to hear you guys talk about the show and even Monster Vision, or you guys have a history with Joe Bob Briggs. I, because I, I guess my whole childhood was a little bit different. It wasn't really with horror. I didn't have horror Friday nights, or anything like that. But because uh, I was more like playing video because games. You and... had horror Friday nights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like it's really cool listening to these, this, and like 
getting like a little glimpse of your guys's pasts um <clears throat> so like that nostalgia factor for you guys like kind of hits plus you get like fucking new movies or you know old movies that you've probably never seen um so it's really really cool to hear this and it is a very exciting for last drive-in season two to come up because as you mentioned pat you have this whole community that you were involved in and you're you're he's uh well it's a di- di- uh what's her name i don't know the Darcy, yes. Uh, she, you know, she interacts with a lot of people, so it's really, really cool to see this grow, and it's going to just be a, this bigger social media thing to bring in, you know, more more viewers, I guess. And I think this Shutter did a good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. And speaking of the Last Drive-in, so this past week I actually watched uh, Last Drive-in. The two movies they showed were the stuff. Uh, the stuff is uh, very polarizing. You know, I, the first time I watched it, I just thought it had good special effects, but I thought it was really weird. And yeah, the second time I watched same thing, really weird movie. I don't know what to think about it. Uh, the second movie, because the theme was um, stuff that you shouldn't eat, basically. Toxic stuff you shouldn't <laughs> eat. Was <laughs> the other one Toxic, toxic Adventure? No, the second one was Street Trash. Um, two years ago, I just remember the Alamo, they showed it, and uh, Clara and I saw it. And we th- I, I thought it was awful. Both of us thought it was just a really, really, really shitty movie. Um, the highlight of the movie is, uh, well, Joe Bob has his drive-in totals. Uh, it was a penis bowl was what they, <laughs> uh, basically, you guys are playing football with a with a severed penis. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, All right. It goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's in the body melt subgenre of horror, one of horrors many subgenres. So uh, actually the the body melting scenes are really badass. That's where yeah. all their money went. Obviously. Yeah. It's very gooey and and very runny. <laughs> and uh I'll also say this. Uh, the first time I was like, "Oh my god, this is so awful." But this is like I saw it maybe like four and a half hours into the marathon, so that probably uh, affected my opinion because it's it's not as shitty as I thought. I mean, it's not good per se, but um it's not horrible or anything, but it is kind of a hard watch. It's a pretty difficult watch. Um, I saw John Wick 3 again. We won't go into that. But then uh, I saw a movie called Yakuza Law. Uh, Arrow, uh, Arrow Video sent it to us. That movie is an exploitation film from the 70s about <laughs> the laws that Yakuza have. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very little. Yeah, the title like kind of gives it all out for you. But it's very um, – it's an anthology it's very 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 graphic and very gory um the first story takes place during uh i don't know the japanese periods in history i'm sorry but I, i'm gonna say it's like the edo period where there's samurai and stuff the that law that they're focusing on is do not sleep with another man's wife and do not cheat your wife or thing i think so yakuza laws sound like they're taken from the bible they're not that crazy it seems like <laughs> but uh pretty gory um Guys chopping off fingers and people gouging out their own eyeballs and stuff. Uh, second story is uh, less graphic with the torture. Uh, someone just chops off another guy's hand and that's it. Otherwise, there's just a bunch of bloody sword fights. Um, the last one takes place in modern time. And this is this was released in the 70s. It's more modern. That law is uh, don't be a rat, basically. Uh, snitches get stitches. Is that because of <laughs> Some dude gets his face gets burned with a zippo, um, and this is all super graphic. Uh, people are put in a a crate, and as cement is poured over them, um, some Damn. guys put yeah. Some dude is uh, you know how like in horses, uh, they would drag them along, kind of. Uh, they would uh, tie someone by the hands, like draw and quarter yeah. somebody. Type yeah, draw and quarter. They do that, oh. but with a car. <laughs> 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 um, it's Steven it's, Spielberg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's it's actually not bad, but um, it's very much expo- it's uh, it's it's an exploitation film. Um, I will say this: seventy films from or exploitation films from the seventies, you can expect for women to get totally the debased, uh, lots of nudity, and to get totally destroyed. Uh, it only happens once in this. There's like one breast, and a woman gets casually slapped, <laughs> which for the seventies is amazing. Because this is like, you know, I spit on your grave kind of like this is that era. Casual slap. I could yeah, do it. Yeah. Just real yeah. slow. You know, just, a normal, <laughs> just a normal pimp slap, you know? <laughs> but uh, that's, oh, all, that's all that I saw this past week. Well, cool. I actually well, want to check that out. I want to check out Yakuza Law. 
Yeah, next time I see you, I'll, I'll, I'll let it. Yeah, actually, I have yeah, a man. lot of Arrow video screeners, lots of Giallo's. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll let it yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What'd you see, Danny? Well, uh, today, actually, I forgot that I saw this uh, before the show, before we started getting ready for the show. Uh, Lonely Island released a visual album today. Oh, really? uh, yeah, it's, I don't want to say too much, but it's a great parody of uh, Beyonce's Lemonade. <laughs> and it is uh, documenting the history of the 1980s Joe Conseco and Mark McGuire. I think that was the, the last Bash one. Brothers. Bash Brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conseco. Yeah, yeah. So it's, per- yes. it's really fucking hilarious. It's half an hour. Great. I recommend it. It's on Netflix. Um, the next thing I saw on, uh, I finally finished Umbrella Academy and I know we're going to be talking about finales today, but I just want to say this, I really enjoyed the entire show until the season finale, uh, or the series. Yeah. That's, that's such a common theme though. Yeah. You know, the thing is, it's, it's such a great buildup for everything. And I guess, cause I read the source material, it deviated a lot of it, but there's only three books or three graphic novels essentially so they could they could you know only work with so much so i think they're stretching it out which is fine but it didn't seem it just left you on a cliffhanger which is pretty i don't know shitty right uh, and uh so you know i really enjoyed it it's still a great show the acting is really fucking incredible ellen page really really good in it uh the whole cast is actually really really good in it and um yeah i, I would recommend it like 110 percent would recommend it just be careful wolf with that um season finale um and then i saw i guess i've been pretty busy this whole week i actually sat down and watched um a movie like just uh we we got to see john wick so i needed something to uh kind of like slow my roll a bit and <laughs> <laughs> so would you check out Snoop Dogg? Uh, so I saw the Sister Brothers starring uh, John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Riz Ahmed. Um, I, that is essentially the four main actors in this two-hour film, and uh, I have no words to describe this wor- this movie because. It's a beautiful Shakespearean tale, almost Shakespearean tale. Um, the dialogue is uh, kind of like in a in um, you know uh, I forgot what it's called in the poem. There's like broke they're broken down like in stanzas. I think that's what it is, right? Uh, yeah. So it's like kind of like um, the first like maybe half hour. It's like broken into like a poetry type of thing because uh, the dialogue is so fucking. <sighs> I don't want to be like say it's 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 kind of beautiful yeah it's flowery it's really it's really pretty like the scenery is really pretty it's like uh filmed in oregon california so it's like you're seeing like these great like fucking landscapes and great shots uh the acting uh fucking riz Ahmed is very very good in this uh if you haven't seen the night of it's something i would recommend uh, it's on hbo um and he's on like star wars and he's in venom he's the the villain in it but uh he he's a pretty good standout character in this whole thing he is being hunted by the by john c Riley and and joaquin phoenix and they have a essentially like a contact who is uh kind of like getting close to resume's character and that's uh jake gyllenhaal and again a couple of weeks ago i just said that like i like jake gyllenhaal to be weird uh, I kind of like to want to step back and say like Jake Gyllenhaal is a very good actor. Uh, he should be whatever he fucking wants to be. Uh, he had a really cool accent that I couldn't pinpoint. Um, but it's I was kind of like a prospector type of thing. But he was like educated because you know it's a, the 1850s or whatever. So not a lot of men are educated in this world. Um, but, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, that man, uh, I like Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I liked how he looks in his movie. I don't really like how he looks in the Joker. So I think this was filmed before the Joker. So he's still kind of meaty and has a very beautiful 
beard. Um, but <laughs> it's just a really good movie. Um, I can't really go into a lot of the details. It's a Western because uh, I feel like if I do, it would be spoiling the movie. And I know we, we could spoil the movie or whatever, but this is a movie that you should just sit down um, and just enjoy. It is two hours. It is slow, but it's probably one of the better Westerns I've seen in a while. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, like when you see the twist. <laughs> oh, is fuck. there any relation to the sister, sister brothers? Is there any relation to my brother's sister starring Abella Danger? <laughs> no. No, there's no. You got that one. <laughs> I don't oh, oh. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything about that. <laughs> no, I would recommend this movie. However, it's really fucking good. Like the acting is fucking superb. It, you know how like I, uh, a couple of weeks back we talked about Sherlock and Watson. That is the you know he had the sister brothers. He did Stan and Ollie, and then he did this one. That is. Uh, you know just completely forget about that Sherlock and Watson never came out it's such a terrible movie it was it's... really disappointing <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no Sister Brothers really really good recommend it it's on Hulu right now uh, maybe Amazon but uh, yeah go watch it that's great I've been waiting to hear about uh, an impression about that movie so thank you yeah, yeah I actually wanted to check it out too. I didn't know it was on Hulu too so I'm definitely going to check that one out uh, Blake what did you see this past week um, unfortunately, I really didn't watch a whole bunch other than uh, Game of Thrones, which um, we'll get into. Um, but what I am, I've been reading a lot and doing audiobooks. I think I mentioned that before. And so yes. a couple things kind of caught my eye that are in the popped up in the news recently. Um, I'm almost done reading uh, The Stand right now, um, which I hadn't. Again, it's a book I haven't touched since I was like 15 or 16 years old. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. You know, there's definitely like Stephen King's got his weird... <laughs> He's got. It's like he's got to do like a bizarre, horrible sex scene in every <laughs> book of this era. But um, yeah, I I really do. I think this is. It's hard not to say this is his best writing um, as far as like prose goes, and just like as, I mean, just the character development's really, really good. Um, and so, and then I just kind of recently discovered um, they're gonna do a miniseries um, on CBS All Access. Um, and I was wondering if any of you have any experience with CBS All Access yet. Um, I know a lot of people uh, are using it for a few things. I used it for the Tonys because so this is a really nerdy, way beyond <laughs> nerdy. Uh, I used it because uh, there was a performance for Hamilton on it, so I used my free week on it. And uh, it, you know, like the UI on the website is fine. I don't know how it works like for the you know any streaming app or anything like that, but. Um, it's fine. It's nothing different from what I guess. I guess what I mean though is like, does it seem like a platform that's going to do something like this well? Like, do you if think it's, that's yeah? Well, because I hadn't heard about the stand thing until I saw you. You had wrote, wrote it mm -hmm. here. I would check, definitely check out the stand. I still have to see uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Right. Um, the the current Star Trek show they have on there doesn't really interest me, but the one my brother loves that show. I've heard it's really good. I have heard it's really good. I just I haven't gotten around to it, but. The Picard one is that going to be CBS All Access yeah, or is I think that it totally is. still yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. They just dropped a trailer for that, I think, today or yesterday. Yeah, they did. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge Picard fan, yeah. so uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. So between the Stand, Twilight Zone, the Star Trek, uh, I, what's it called? It's on there right now, not Discovery. Discovery. Is it Discovery? Yeah, it's Discovery. Okay, between Discovery and Picard, um, I think I would give it a shot. I, I, that's yeah. a lot of that's that's very interesting to me. All that and. Um, I'm sure that like, like Danny mentioned, like UI wise, I'm pretty sure that, I mean, they even bare minimum, even if it's bare bones, I'm sure it's fine. So yeah, I'm totally down to check it out. Okay, great. That's, that, I guess gets me excited because I mean, I actually like the, the, the others, the first mini series that they did with Gary Sinise. And I mean, I actually thought that was pretty good. So, and I'm really loving the story again. I, I would recommend everybody go out and read that book. If you're a Stephen King fan and if you haven't read it. By, by all means, check it out. Um, something else that came across the news kind of wire, um, or not, I mean, it's kind of recent news, I think, in the past few days. Um, another book I read right before um, um, all this stuff was The Long Walk, um, which is a Bachman book, actually. <clears throat> but that's all been rebranded Stephen King, so nobody gets confused anymore. Um, <laughs> but um, that is being made into a film, which I love The Long Walk. It's one of my favorite Stephen King books, for sure. Uh, it's simple. 
And when Stephen King does things simply, he does them really well. And um, it's kind of like almost like a novella. It's a little bit longer than like a novella would be. Um, but it's the the movie is going to be made by um, Andre Overdahl, I guess is how you say his name. Um, but he's the guy who's doing scary stories to tell in the dark with uh, Guillermo del Toro, um, which is being released August 9th. But um, I don't know. I, I, the trailers for that look pretty great. I mean, if maybe this could be another thing to be excited about in the Stephen King universe. I don't know. Oh, okay. So Stephen King has a couple of shows being released sometime in the future. So we have, what, The Dark Tower, The Stand Now, right? Uh, whatever Netflix is deciding to release under his umbrella, too. Uh, so are you excited for anything that, like, well, a Dark Tower, at least for me, because, you know, uh, that movie left a terrible... Oh, yeah, I think there's a lot of meat on the bone for Stephen King uh, stuff, even stuff that's already been done. Um mm-hmm. Just because, you know, a lot of it, to be honest with you, is not very good. Or um, it doesn't really capture, you know, what the books did or the story did. So, yeah, I'm excited. I, any any of, the, any of this stuff, you know, I, I'm on board with the It stuff. I'm on board with all the new Stephen King stuff. Let's go. You know, I as long as they're doing old stuff and not, like, doing, like, <laughs> like The Outsider, which is a book he, he came out with a year or two ago. That one's, you know, it's real middle of the road. I don't want them to waste time and stuff. Mr. Mercedes really didn't interest me. I didn't really like that story that much. So, but yeah, I mean, the more the merrier. Let's let's go. So, and then the other thing, this day, uh, which is the twenty third of uh, May, uh, The Shining was released in nineteen eighty. Um, oh. wide, widely regarded as his best adaptation, even though really it's, I would say that's more of a Kubrick thing than it is a Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, King, yeah. King hates it. Yeah, and correct. Um, but it kind of made me think, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people are asking this question today on various podcasts and platforms, <laughs> but um, what, what's y'all's favorite um, adaptation to screen from Stephen? Ooh, such a good question. Um, I, I like Stanley Kubrick a lot, and, and I like The Shining, um, but I agree with you that it's not it's more of a Kubrick thing than a Stephen King thing. And I was talking about it with Regina. We were trying to think of something in... It's funny, like uh, when someone like straight out calls you out on it, it's really hard to think of one. But I mean, I love Pet Cemetery, the yeah. original. Yeah, I, I, it's more nostalgic than anything else, maybe. But, yeah, but it I what the book was about really. I thought it, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, Misery is also really good. But <sighs> that's really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, on we recently watched the we watched it, and I'm not saying it's my favorite one, but the original it, the first part, even though it's really sped up, the part with the kids is actually done pretty well in retrospect. But the original I... miniseries, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the miniseries. The oh, miniseries. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, though, I, I, you know what? I might have to go. Salem's Lot is really good, too. Oh, <laughs> Salem's Lot is really good. Uh. Yeah, Salem's Lot's really, really good. But I, you know what? I, I, I'll go with Pet Cemetery, the, the original Pet Cemetery, because the one that was released this year is, uh, uh, I was telling Danny, it's not bad. It's just pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a consensus. Yeah, it's kind of, it's pretty divisive. Uh, yeah. Danny, Danny, what about you? Which one would you think? You know, because uh, Stephen King came through me through my dad and not by books. It's through movies that he made me watch. Uh, <laughs> started like you were a medium. You know, like he came through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I think nostalgia-wise, I would say Firestarter. That's a Stephen King thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was a pretty fucking cool movie to watch as a kid. Um, you know, very Twilight Zone-y in, in a way. Um I do like the the it after you know seeing it a couple of times. Uh, creep show the, the it the it yeah, yeah. the it is uh, good as is the, the creep, creep show creep show yeah creep show is great. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna honestly say uh, Shining is not up there, and I fucking fell asleep uh, when I saw it in theaters, and I just it's so terrible. Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of that lately. I am hearing that a lot. The people are are saying that. Uh, Overrated, boring, slow, um, and people are preferring the remake with uh, uh, Steven Weber to. Or not hey, remake, I like. I do like that one actually. I that was pretty. Good. Cool. I did see uh, that one, and that was it's it's pretty good. It's, it's closer to I guess his vision. That's what he wanted. Yeah. Um, but again, I haven't really read that one either. Uh, but I, you know, what I am going to say with nostalgia, and I'm going to say Firestarter was probably my favorite Stephen King. Oh, I, that's an unexpected pick. That surprised me. Regina, what about you? I would think um, I'm going to have to go with the Dead Zone. That's when they kept staying with me. And for sure, for nostalgia reasons, and Christopher Walken's amazing in it, I just really like that movie. I really like watching it during Halloween and Christmas for some reason. So I kind of really really go back to it. Yeah. (laughs) 
fall movie for you. Cool. Oh yeah, it's it's so honestly, it's tough for me. Um, I guess if you're just talking about film, like the film quality of it just being a movie, I really enjoyed. Shawshank Redemption's right up there. Uh, oh, Shawshank, yeah, yeah. Shawshank. that's that's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's an excellent movie. Um, yeah, I actually really the uh, the uh, the Salem's Lot Rob Lowe miniseries that they did or movie that they did was good. Uh, but yeah, I might, I'm gonna I guess you know it's probably cliche, but uh, I'm gonna go uh, Maximum Overdrive. That's my I was favorite. gonna say that too. <laughs> fuck, and I was I hesitated. One he directed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My one knock against uh, Maximum Overdrive is I hate ACDC. Oh. <laughs> They're like the soundtrack, aren't they? The entire soundtrack. The Stephen King's favorite band. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, it's uh, you can't beat someone getting shot in the nuts with a by a vending machine. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Or the, the kid who explodes uh, when he gets run over by the steamroller thing. Oh, man. It's, just, <laughs> it's got some moments. Yeah. Yeah. So no love for Lawnmower Man? <laughs> you know what i don't know if i've ever even seen that all the way through i i never remember exactly what it's about i just know that stephen king uh that's another one that he's not a fan of at all i think he had his name taken away from yeah I was gonna say, did he, see what it, he wanted nothing to do with it and that guy has his name on some trash so <laughs> i just recently finished reading the lawnmower man the short story and from what i can remember from the movie which is just the trailer i've never seen the movie it is uh, it's nothing like the story oh, from what it sounds like. <laughs> like a little troll in it or something, doesn't it? It's like yeah, little... it's a little oh. uh, like naked fat guy who yeah. is a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Is that so, the one starring? Uh, uh, you're thinking Liam of Cat's Eye. <laughs> oh, that's another. That's I. I really enjoy that one too. Good, yeah. uh, uh, my sister and I would always watch that movie when we were kids. Awesome. I love the little stop motion in that one, especially. That's. Mm-hmm. Really- yeah, <laughs> especially when he flies through the fan at the end, <laughs> <It's all shredded. laughs> crazy. Um, so this week for our main segment, uh, we're talking finales. Of, um, whether you believe all thing good things come to an end, or whether it's a matter of a ooh, thank God that's over. Uh, all shows eventually end for better or for worse. So we wanted to go over some. Actually, this year there's a whole lot of finales, uh, TV and movie wise. So um, one show that I've been talking about for the past few weeks by myself is uh (laughs) the most popular show to get canceled on hbo uh, or to end its run on hbo it's the last time i'll be able to make that stupid joke um this week regina's here to talk about it with me but veep ended its run not this past week but two weeks ago so um i thought it was great um i don't know if you guys have seen articles about it on google but there's places that are just straight up like they're just spoiling the twist in the head in their headlines. That's pretty pretty That's lame. Yeah, it's it's I Googled I just wanted to see what people thought of the finale or whether I was just like just being a fan about it. And then the very first one was blah blah blah. What do you think of that? <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> but um I, I I really enjoyed it. Um Regina, what did you think of the finale of Veep and the show in general? Well, the show's just really good. Like, the humor, the wit, the dialogue, it's so fast-paced, and it's just so amazing. And I love how throughout the whole show, everything stayed true to all the characters. Characters that should grow or not grow or devolve, it, that happened for them. The characters are flat. They stayed the same way. They, I mean, and they, the same despicable character they've always been, and that's, that's not a bad thing. Um but overall, excellent character development, excellent dialogue all the way through. The storyline is amazing. Um, I'm just really impressed with the writing, just in general. Um, but I really enjoyed the show, and I really enjoyed the finale. So what did you think? Uh, and if we do get into any spoilers, I should have said this beforehand. I, I apologize. We're talking about finale. So we will try our best to tiptoe around things as much as we possibly can. But if anything slips... Um, it's your all's fault for not paying attention to my spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Veep ends on uh, what I thought was a very heartbreaking finale. Um, I thought it actually kind of even changed the show a little bit because when the show first started, it was kind of like she's the f- female vice president that no one listens to. The president has her in a different building, do- just doesn't give a crap about her. And then she wants this really important legacy and she wants to be a good person. By the end of the show, she's just power obsessed and then there is 
a big twist in the last few minutes. Um, what did you think about the twist? Did it make sense to you? Or, or did you just thought it was just a shocking thing just for the sake of being shocking? Oh, which part? Because we're just talking so... There was more than one twist? Well, no, like, I mean... <laughs> there's only one big heartbreaking yeah, twist yeah, in that that's, I mean, there's a twist, but, I mean, there's... There's ramifications because of it. There's ramifications because of it, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I honestly, whatever happened, I think it's exactly what the character was building up towards. Because, like you said, we saw her on one track. We saw her so idealistic and hoping to make change and just to be heard. And you wanted to do good things. But as the more and more she was dismissed, and the more, like, you know, of course, also because of her, because of her, through her folly, um, she ended up having to resort to some pretty uh, low tactics. And they just kind of became who she was. So, I mean, I think the end works out the way it should. Um, it's, it's on par with the character. Last time you were on here, you you talked about female badasses and empowering female females. Um, how would you rate Selena Meyer and all that? Because uh, feminism is a big part of it, and her her uh, identity is a very big part of it. Um, what did you think of her character as a whole, and how did the end affect her, your opinion of her, or did it affect your opinion of her? Oh, it affects my opinion of her. I mean, like she's got she's got this. Um, she's got relatives. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to spoil things. I mean, there's a she betrays a lot of her actual people who actually care about her and love her just for the sake of power. And it's one thing. And of course it's, I mean, it's, um, she talks about feminism as well. And she makes some interesting commentary on gender roles in society, but, and yeah, I mean, in a way, Selena Meyer is empowering, but ultimately the way she obtains that power, she has to sell out so much of who she is and the people she cares about that it's, uh, it's a very sad portrait at the end of power. It's not uh, really. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean it goes. It it goes back to that heartbreaking end there, where I mean she really had to betray who she was to assert that power. And you would recommend that show because it's would... better than anything that's ever been on HBO. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not well, going to call wire. her the mother uh... of dragons, but I. <laughs> <laughs> well going into residencies um <laughs> it's, just a, it's a really good show it's a really good character um i recommend the show um, especially if you're just like really into like writing and dialogue that's the show to watch actually yeah and yeah danny mentioned the wire and the wire is like the best thing ever <laughs> but um, <laughs> um yeah the writing and the down the storytelling is just uh, it's really amazing what they did with that character, with the show, with the whole idea of legacy and, uh, yeah, power. It's just, it's a very sad story, very poignant story, very topical also, actually. Very, very, very good show. I highly recommend it. Um, another show ended on HBO. I don't know if anyone cares or heard of it, but uh, something called Game of Scones or something like that? I think it's uh, Game of Thrones. I Game of Thrones, Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually didn't have a chance to see it. Um, I was uh, washing my balls. But, uh... <laughs> About time. There's a couple characters on Game of Thrones that cannot do that. So true, so true. Uh, um, you three actually, uh, from the very beginning, you, you all have watched it. So it was, um, the, what, how did you like it? What did you feel? Uh, I'll let you three go off on it. Oh, who's going first? <sighs> I'll go first. <laughs> Okay. Um, so we're just talking about the finale, right? Like how we. Yeah. The last time. All right. So we got to see me and Blake. We got to see it in a with a, a viewing party, and uh, we had our quips in here and there. Uh, it, I, you know, uh, there was a very Lion King moment that brought <laughs> a lot of emotions out, and it was, it was, uh, it was good. Like the. Th and you know what? I hear this because I feel it's it's already been a a week. It's you know. We yeah, let's talk freely. Let's talk freely about. Yeah. It. So you know, like with Daenerys being killed by John, which is a thing that I don't really feel like I saw it coming. Uh, I well, there was theories. I guess we all had theories, right, of what might have happened because we saw the last episode or the the previous episode to this one. Uh, it seemed like it was going to lead either by Arya being killing Daenerys or John killing. Daenerys is just it was a Stark essentially gonna kill Daenerys it just that's how it felt um 
But, you know, theories aside and this whole season itself with its problems, I guess, that it had, um, I thoroughly enjoyed this season and and I enjoyed the and I was very satisfied with this ending. Um I guess compared to like uh Selena Myers, is that her name? Mm-hmm. For review? Uh she you know, there there's characters that have gone different routes and me and Blake have talked about this before. Like sometimes if you see a character turn, it's because it's good writing. And if you've seen it or it's been mentioned, you know, it's just like reminding you these things. And for those people that completely hated Daenerys's character change, let me be honest with you. And you know, again, she was one advisor away from burning a fucking town. You know, she tortured fucking people. These people were not good people whatsoever. And one might be, you know, mental, you know, Jon Snow. Um, but, you know, all, all of the, all, you know, if in a whole season, like the whole eight seasons, it was the finale, I think, paid good respect to all that. Despite what you, you know, what people might think about season eight. You know, not not everything's going to be winners, and you know, you're gonna. I guess you're gonna have to wait till the books come out to see what it really comes out to be. Uh, that is never going to happen because he's working on <laughs> he's working on like five shows. Uh, the other day, he had some tweets. Basically, like it was basically a tweet talking about how awesome he is and how much money he has. But he's yeah, working he on like the... yeah, yeah. He's working on like seven different shows. He's working on a open world video game. Yeah. Uh, He's doing all kinds of stuff, so uh, expect the book in like twenty thirty seven. When it's finished by his nephew or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Regina. I'd actually like to hear your impressions before I go. Oh, okay. Well, um, I kind of agree with some things Danny said, but then I don't agree with some things. Like, if I was telling Patrick, if because he asked me like how, what I thought of the finale, and here's the thing: if you were to write down on paper all the things that happened this last season, I am for all of it. But it's in the execution of the way it happened that I'm yeah. not on yeah. board with. It was really rushed. And yes, there was foreshadowing. Danny is the daughter of the Mad King. And there was all these hints. But yet there was also several seasons dedicated to showing how she's a rational person. How she listens to her counselors. How she's trying to be more like democratic and not a tyrant. And then that just went out the window. So like it was like almost like instantaneous. So we knew she had temper. We knew that. She uh, was very passionate, and ultimately, she's always said that she wants absolute power. Um, yeah. It was a quick. It was it was sudden, and um, since we're gonna just be saying what happened anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what Jamie Lannister's problem is. <laughs> First of all, I don't understand. Huh? That's like I think everybody's problem. Jamie Lam- Jamie Lam- Jamie Lannister's. Like, what happened there? But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go He's ahead. a sister fister, man. I don't know what you want. <laughs> Mr. Sister Fister. Okay. What do you think they had it made no. into a fist? Oh. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. Like, I was, whatever. You love your sister. That's fine. <laughs> and you want to do whatever you want to do with her. And I thought, like, the intimacy between, like, Jamie and when he knighted Brienne. I'm like, that's yeah. cool. That is like sex for Brienne. That's all she's ever wanted in life is to be knighted. You know, like yeah. this is the height of the relationship. And then he ruined it by taking it that step further. Like, yeah, I would agree with you. I would say that Jamie Lannister's story arc from start to finish from, you know, season one to season eight, um, it was my favorite arc because he he goes from being despicable. You hate him. You want him dead as soon as possible. to you are rooting for him at every turn. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of tastes bad to have him kind of do that little, just little twist at the end. I wasn't surprised by it, but, yeah, yeah it kind of is disappointing after everything that he's been through. You want to remember him kicking ass, which they try to do with uh, Brienne mm-hmm. writing what he what he had done into the the, yeah. the, the King's Guard journal and all that stuff. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like, here's this shy girl, and then the hot handless guy comes in, and, you know, <laughs> whatever. And, like, it kind of, like, she's out there crying in the snow, and I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, I was I like, feel bad. together. <laughs> but um, no, so it was just like some odd character choices. But like, also, like I said, 
everything that happened, I'm okay with every single thing. It's, it's just in the execution of the way it happened. Yeah, bothering I me. agree. I, I completely agree with that. Agree. Yeah, I, I I think that's yeah. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, Danny and I, and it's that's just it. It's totally rushed is the word. Um, it's yeah. So, but I mean, let's talk about some of the other stuff that happens. Uh, you know, everybody gets like their own little send off, right? Um, mm-hmm. So Sansa becomes segregates uh, or separates the North from uh, the rest of the Six Kingdoms. And so it now was she, uh, separate but equal. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, so, and then uh, Jon Snow's in a world of of shit because uh, he killed the girl, and then he told everybody that he did that. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> so he gets put in jail, and they want him dead. Tyrion, they want him dead. Um, and so, yeah, there's this kind of expedited. You must you you presume that they've been locked up for months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyrion goes down and gives his little speech about Bran. Bran, spoilers, is the king now. <laughs> the the guy who does not even claim to be Bran Stark anymore, or it seems to have any interest in wiping his own ass or his mouth or anything. He's the king, and he's just mm-hmm. gonna sit around and be birds, I guess, which is cool. <laughs> but uh, that's great. Uh, Jon Snow goes and he's like a wildling again, or he gets put back in the Night's Watch, which, you know, every, lots of people kind of end up where they where they should have been. Some people yeah. end up back where they started. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya is probably the happiest ending. You know, she she gets to go be a wild wolf like she always wanted to. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I completely, I, I was satisfied. As like Danny said, I was completely satisfied. The further I get away from it, the more I'm thinking, yeah, I actually really liked it. But... The last episode is what I'm talking about. The whole last season, obviously, rushed. If if you'd have had ten episodes in the last season and ten episodes in this season, I think everything would have felt much smoother. Um, even that would have been rushed, I think, but um, it would have felt yeah. better. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just uh, they're trying to and you know wrap up this wrap it up. Yeah, I think that's what the whole thing is like. We we're out of source material. Like the, pretty much what I said with Umbrella Academy, like you could only write so much stuff that would be approved by George R. R. Martin, you know, because the last episode seemed to be the most written by him, even if it wasn't written by him, you know. Um, I think it was I felt, directed by the, the two, Benioff oh, and Weiss, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it just seemed like it, you know. Um, because didn't he also like leave like or George R R Martin like left leave like the writing's room writers room like in season six or something like that so that's like the last of influence that he did and I, you could see it in season seven and eight that their influence was kind of like dwindling and that's why you know these seasons are shorter and season eight is like the shortest one to date but yeah you're right it should have had. We should have had the ten episodes, maybe eleven episodes, just so everything could be um, feel complete. I guess not as rushed. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think? Like, I, I joked around about Game of Thrones or whatever, but I actually have nothing against Game of Thrones at all. I, I just uh, watched it, and then I felt I had had my fill of it, and that's it. Nothing against the show at all. Um, what do you guys think the ultimate legacy of the show will be? Like. I still I still hear people talk about MASH, which is crazy to me because that was from right. the 70s and early 80s. Mm-hmm. I don't hear anybody talk about Three's Company. <laughs> like, Game of Thrones, where do you think this will fall in? Like Dexter people talk shit about. Um, no one remembers, I don't know, Married with Children, really. No one talks about how that ended. Oh, yeah, that ended, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, think it, I think it'll have a good legacy. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I saw people saying, I saw an article somewhere, I didn't really read it, so I saw a headline somewhere, that um, that Game of Thrones is like the last show that everyone will watch together, because everything is streaming now, and nobody watches anything, uh-huh. like, that's, you know, that's, at that's, the same that's really... time anymore, so I thought that was interesting. That's a very yeah. good point, the weekly wait was kind of cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting, actually, um, the, what do they call it? appointment viewing? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. You guys mentioned going to a viewing party. That's part of what I like about the last drive-in is that it's on at a specific time. It's weekly, and then everyone gets together. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Actually, there's not going to be too many more shows like Game of Thrones. Um, another show that recently ended, and and unironically, it did very well in the rings. Very popular show for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> when I went and saw John Wick three, the 
Alamo was crowded, and I was like, wow, people really like John Wick. Turned out there was a Big Bang Theory view <laughs> series finale viewing party, and that's what most of the people were there for. Um, Danny, you mentioned to me that you watched it for a short time. Regina, I know you watched it for a while. Uh, Blake, did you ever watch the Big Bang Theory? Like, actually I, sit down? Yeah, I did, yeah. I, uh, yeah, believe it or not, I, I've watched, like, the first probably two seasons. Um, but then I, you know... You can only tell so many Green Lantern jokes before I gotta run, I gotta run out of steam. Yeah, that seems to always be the joke. Don't forget, we're nerds. It's like, okay, we remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that show. Um, you know, those guys pretty much left. You no, know, you know, with a big bang, no pun intended. Uh, but like, because that, that was intended. That was intended. That was totally intended. <laughs> That, that it's because I was, was... going to say like Big Bang Bucks, but it's like they left with <laughs> friends money. They left with like friends money. Like they left like a shit. Like they were getting raises oh, like, yeah. per season. Like oh, yeah. they could only do so many, you know. They got that Green Goblin money, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they they stacked like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is like, it's good. I think it was... I think they all agreed it's time to... Or actually, no, Jim Parsons, Sheldon, decided, like, he's done with this. Like, And as a collective, as a writers, we're like, yeah, we'll end this show. Like, you're not going to... You know, we're not going to do anything without, I guess, the, the glue of the show. And it's kind of a smart thing. If you if the, if the one actor's out, like, you know, they should end the show. And I thought that was a smart thing. You know, there's people that love it. It's not the smartest show out there. It's not the funniest show out there. But again, there's people that enjoyed it and you know alamo draft house was kind enough to do a viewing party for them so you know what happens <laughs> i have no, no fucking you clue know what? someone actually described like i just asked if they had seen it i had to hear about it for 25 minutes because they explained the episode <laughs> to me from beginning to shot, end shot for shot. <laughs> yeah they basically vince vaughn psychoed me <laughs> they went through the whole thing with me um yeah it, it sounded as uh as funny as any other episode of it uh as, as shocking as any episode of the big bang theory could possibly be so uh sheldon ends a he ends up winning a nobel peace prize though so there you go oh and, i thought it'd be funny and, if like one of them actually couldn't read <laughs> uh, the twist is it's one of them is looking at a snow globe in their office. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was that? What fucking uh, show? Say that? <laughs> yeah. oh. Um, so y- you guys realize that for the rest of our lives, Big Bang Theory will be on TV somewhere for the rest of our lives. Oh, it's on TBS like for four hours a day. Yeah, we'll never it's get the, away it's from the that new Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that show is that. That's it. That's that's we're going to be with that show for the rest of our lives. Um, movie wise, we also have some big finales. Uh, we just had the biggest one, maybe in cinema history. Endgame ended uh, a ten-year, eleven-year storyline, and we've kind of gone over it uh, already. But um, comparing the Endgame finale, I'm just going to compare it to the Veep one because I just ended the Endgame one. Uh, Veep had that you know really shocking thing that happened, but Endgame really hit me emotionally just because of the time invested in it. Um, how did you guys feel like comparing it to I guess Game of Thrones emotionally? How did it affect you? Endgame, um, it's all right. Like after I left, like Endgame. After Endgame, I think because there's like other movies that started coming out, and right. Blake I think put it the best a couple of weeks back, like Marvel fatigue, like I. It's it's good. I liked it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I saw it three times. I mean, I, it's there. Yeah, it's here's there. the thing that, that that I'll say about that. Like, it is an end of a storyline for sure. It's definitely the conclusion of a lot of stuff um, and some characters. But it didn't feel at all like an ending. You know, like uh, there's like I know since I, since I know there's so much more coming. They had no sense of finality to me, really, at all. Like, there's characters that have died in that that movie that, you know, I fully almost expect to come back at some point in time in some way, shape, or form. So I don't even feel like it's an ending. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's really interesting. And, and Regina, how did you uh, feel about it? Oh, it really bummed me out. It was super sad, but it did feel like the end of an era. Like, it was, it was I, I felt very satisfied with the whole 
franchise, but um, there is that. I mean, we do know we'll see more of like other of the other characters for sure. Um, but I totally, I I found it very emotional. You know what? Now that Blake's mentioned it, and he's totally ruined my uh, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know Blake's right. The I think the feeling that I have is very much nostalgia. But you're right. At the end, you're not like, "Ooh, wow, that story's over." Like I'll never see anything like that again because. Well, in a couple of weeks, Spider-Man's coming out, so... Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we do have another saga coming to to an end at the end of this year. For uh, a third time. For the third time, uh, Star Wars <laughs> Episode Nine, Part 1. Um, <laughs> Please, God, no. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker, which actually ties into Game of Thrones, because the next trilogy is apparently going to... I just see them referred to on Reddit as D&D. The writers of Game of, of, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Apparently, they're doing the next uh, Star Wars trilogy. But um, how do you guys feel about the? Well, I think Danny, you said you weren't really that. In, you didn't really. You didn't really care that the saga was ending, or you didn't think that it was about the Skywalkers. That's what it was. Yeah, I still don't think it's about this. Well, this saga, this specific saga, um, is too much about the the Walker. I think it is about a legacy, but carrying carrying the name essentially, or carrying the the thought of it, because it's. On one side of the coin, you have letting go of it, and the other one is trying to pertain it or keep keep true to it. Um, but you know, again, we'll see. We'll see in a couple of months how this actually ends. Um, I just saw somewhere online that they're thinking about, or there's works on old Knights of the Old Republic, which you know, again, doesn't have to really do with anything Skywalker Skywalker related. It's more again about the Sith versus the Jedi. And I think that's kind oh, of the Bioware game. Yes, the Bioware. Oh game. my gosh! Yeah, that's such an awesome story. That's yeah, a yeah, great so, story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, let's see. Like again, that's why I say it's the third time. There's so many things with Star Wars that you're ending. You, I think, at the beginning of this year, we had Star Wars Resistance come out. You have the theme park that's coming out later this actually in a the Mandalorian. Is Mandalorian. Be, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Fallen order or that Jedi. What is it? Fallen Jedi or Jedi fallen order. Yeah. Video game. Yeah. Respawn, he, yeah. He's one of, there's not a lot of them, but he apparently survived order 66 somehow. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so he was in a Taco Bell. There was no stormtroopers. in the Taco Bell. <laughs> So, you know, Star Wars, you know, one saga is going to end one chat, like, you know, one collective story is going to end, but, Star Wars is a uh, again is always going, so it's not really too much of a like boohoo. I'm sad about it. It's all right. Let, yeah, let's I'm, get I'm, I'm like ready for it to be done. Yeah, yeah I would agree. I'm gonna call so, something though. I think we're gonna see a something Ewok in this next movie. We're gonna see an Ewok <laughs> in the next movie. Really? Yeah. Regina loves Ewoks. I do. I who doesn't? Well, <laughs> it would be a monster if you did it. They're great musicians. They're cute. And they're savages. They're savage warriors. Yeah. And then they play the bongos with the skulls of their enemies. <laughs> and that's that's just mean. That's just rude. <laughs> the um I, I agree. Like I'm this uh song. Yeah, I'm, i I love Star Wars, but uh and I'm ready for more stories to be told down the road. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty cool with uh finishing up the Skywalkers. <laughs> I'm down to move on with that. I don't need more of that. Um, Danny, I had a question for you before mm-hmm. we end the show here. So, of anyone, uh, uh, Blake, I know you mentioned a few weeks ago that you uh, wanted to see Detective Pikachu. I have a question that's kind of spoilery. Do you mind if I ask Not it? Not at or... all. All right. So, for anyone who um, doesn't want to hear about, give me, like, I don't know, skip ahead about 60 seconds or something, because I have a question <laughs> for Danny that's specifically about the ending of Detective Pikachu. Okay. All right. So, I heard that the boy in Detective Pikachu, is Pikachu's reincarnated father. Is that true? Not re- not reincarnated. It's his father. That's turning already into a too much of an answer. This is- <laughs> oh. <laughs> there, if there's that much depth to it, then this Pokemon franchise is, I don't know, poaching and people getting seizures, <laughs> a dark they're, underbelly. They're called Satans, and they come out of a volcano. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I gotta really check out this Pokemon thing. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. 
So um, every Saturday you can find us here. Um, the the rest of the week you can go to adventuresinportaste.com where you can find all our podcasts. Um, we have Star Wars in Poor Taste, uh, Poor Taste Wrestling, um, Adventures in Pod Taste. We have our comics web, uh, podcast, so definitely check that out. We also have a bunch of reviews and articles up. Um, Regina actually wrote an article about the last drive-in, um, kind of talking about how, well, you guys have heard this saying, like, that's why we can't have good things. Uh, her article was uh, the last drive-in proves that sometimes you can have good things. Ooh, so, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Definitely check it out. Uh, I, was, I thought you guys were going to talk about more about the, the article, so I'm sorry. I was just waiting on that. Uh, you can follow Adventure in Movies where you don't have to wait on talking about articles because you could go over to the Twitter handle, AIPT Movies, or you could follow us individually. Uh, you could find Nathaniel on Instagram at Nathan Portace, and you could talk about any article that he wrote there. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at default underscore player. I don't write articles, but I do draw. And uh, <laughs> you can find Blake over at BMH Brewing or BMH underscore Brewing, where he posts a lot of cool pictures about his brewing supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Making a lot of beer lately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Regina, where can we find you? Okay. Um, you can find me at on Twitter at Reg Chavez eleven twenty seven. And uh, everybody, we next week we are doing our uh, summer movie preview, which uh, apparently we're late on. Uh, summer doesn't start till June twentieth, everybody. So we're not late, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> we do things at a perfect pace. <laughs> <laughs> and uh speaking of perfect paces pacing pacing because that's what we do here we do everything with a good pacing we don't rush anything but we are rushing this uh giveaway that we're doing uh because it's a short one why not uh it's only three episodes long so if you haven't retweeted this episode that you're listening to now do it now as you're listening to us driving running whatever um the winner will be announced next week. And what will that winner get? He'll be getting a Brightburn. Wait, wait, post- wait. Might not, not be, not, might not be a he. Or, I'm sorry. They will be receiving. Even though 98% of our audience seems to be male. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Regina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they will be uh, winning a brand new copy of Once Upon a Deadpool starring Ryan Reynolds. Who is Austin Detective Pikachu? And you'll be winning a poster of Bright Burn that comes out next week. Uh, this um, week, actually. This week, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you might win these cool things. So keep retweeting. Retweet the last episode, the John Wick episode, and the one before that. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> once again, I'd like to uh, thank Regina for, for agreeing to appear on our little show here. Thanks, Thanks Regina. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, or you can find us on Spotify, or uh, I've been told that we're on Stitcher, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, like on the website or on Apple or Spotify and nowhere else. <laughs> um, make sure to give us a rating or just tell someone to listen to us. That's our cue. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.